Okay, boys, I'm at the airport, and I'm going to try to read the story to you, but you can hear that there's a lot of noise around here, so sorry about that. Okay, today it's called Breaking the Calves. Almanzo had been so busy filling the ice house that he had no time to give the calves another lesson. So on Monday morning he said, Father, I can't go to school today, can I? If I don't work with those calves, they'll forget how to act. Father tugged his beard and twinkled his eyes. Seems as though a boy might forget his lessons too. Almanzo thought had not thought of that. He thought a minute and said, Well, I have had more lessons than the calves, and be besides, they are younger than I be. Father looked solemn, but his beard had a smile under it, and mother exclaimed, Oh, let the boy stay home if he wants. I, it won't hurt him for once in a, in a way. He's right. Those calves do need breaking. So Almanzo went to the barn and called the little calves out into the frosty air. He fitted the little yoke over their necks and helped up the, held up the bows and put the bow pins in and tied the rope around Star's small nubs of horns. He did all this by himself. All that morning, he backed little by little around the barnyard shouting, Get up! And then, whoa! Star and Bright came early when he yelled, Get up! And they stopped when he said, Whoa! And licked up the pieces of carrot from his woolly mittens. Now and then he ate a piece of raw carrot himself. The outside part is best. It comes off in thick, solid ring and it's sweet. The inside part is juicier and clear like yellow ice, but it has a thin, sharp taste. At noon, at noon, Father said the calves had been worked enough for one day, and that afternoon he would show Amanzo how to make a whip. They went into the woods and Father cut some moose wood boughs. Amanzo carried them up to Father's workroom over the woodshed, and Father showed him how to peel off the bark in strips, and then how to braid a whiplash. First he tied the ends of the five strips together and then braided them in a round solid braid. All that afternoon he sat beside father's bench and father shaved shingles and Almanzo carefully braided his whip just as father braided the big black snake whips of leather. While he turned and twisted the strips the thin outer bark fell off in flakes leaving the soft white inside bark. The whip would have been white, white, except that Almanzo's hands left a few smudges. He could not finish it before chore time, and the next day he had to go to school. But he braided his whip every evening by the heater till the lash was five feet long. Then father lent him his jackknife, and Almanzo whittled a wooden handle and bound the lash to it with the strips of moosewood bark and the whip was done. It would be perfectly good whip until, he dry, until it dried brittle in the hot summer. Almanzo could crack it almost as loudly as father cracked the black snake whip. He did not finish, uh, he did not finish it a minute too soon, for already he needed it to give the calves their next lesson. Now he had to teach them to turn left when he shouted, Haw! 
and turn right when he shouted, Gee! As soon as the whip was ready, he began. Every Saturday morning he spent in the barnyard teaching Star and Bright. He never whipped them, he only cracked the whip. He knew you, you could never teach an animal anything if you struck it, or even shouted at it angrily. He must always be gentle and quiet and patient, even when they made mistakes. Star and Bright must like him and trust him, and know he would never hurt them. For if they were, were once afraid of him, they would never be good, willing, hard-working oxen. Now they always obeyed him when he shouted, Get up! and whoa! So he did not stand in front of them any longer. He stood at Star's left side, and Star was next to him. So Star was the nigh ox, and Bright was the other side of Star. So Bright was the off ox. Almanzo shouted, Gee! and cracked the whip with all his might, close beside Star's head. Star dodged to get away from it, and that turned both calves to the right. Then Almanzo said, Get up! and let them walk a little way quietly. Then he made the whiplash curl in the air and crack loudly on the other side of Bright. With a, with a crack he yelled, Haw! Bright swerved away from the whip and that turned both calves to the left. Sometimes they jumped and started to run. Then Almanzo said, Whoa! in a deep, solemn voice like father's. And if they didn't stop, he ran after them and headed them off. When he, when that happened, he had to make them practice, get up and woe again for a long time. He had to be very patient. One very cold Saturday morning, when the calves were feeling frisky, they ran away the first time he cracked the whip. They kicked up their heels and ran bawling around the yard, and when he tried to stop them, they ran right over him, tumbling him into the snow. They kept right on running because they liked to run. He could hardly do anything with them that morning, and he was so mad that he shook all over and tears ran down his cheeks. He wanted to yell at those mean calves and kick them and hit them over the head with the butt of his whip, but he didn't. He put up the whip and tied the rope again to Star's horns. He made them go twice around the barnyard, starting when he said get up and stopping when he said whoa. Afterward, he told father about it because he thought anyone who was as patient as that with calves was patient enough to be allowed to at least curry comb the colts. But father didn't seem to think of that. All he said was, that's right son, slow and patient does it. Keep on that way, and you'll have a good yoke of oxen yet. The very next Saturday, Star and Bright obeyed him perfectly. He did not need to crack the whip, because they, they obeyed his shout. But he cracked it anyway. He liked to. That Saturday, the French boys, Pierre and Louis, came to see Almanzo. Pierre's father was Lazy John, and Louis's father was French Joe. They lived with many brothers and sisters in the little houses in the woods and went fishing and hunting and burying. They had never had to go to school, but often they came to work or play with Almanzo. They watched while Almanzo showed off his calves in the barnyard. Star and Bright were behaving so well that Almanzo had a splendid idea. He brought out his, his beautiful birthday hand sled. 
and with an auger he bored a hole through the cross piece between the front runners. Then he took one piece of father's chains and lay and a linchpin from father's bob big bobsled, and he hitched up the calves. There was an iron ring underneath it underneath their yoke in the middle, just like the rings in the middle of the big yokes. Almanzo struck the handle of his stuck the handle of his sled through the ring as far as the handle little cross piece. That little cross piece kept it from going too far through the ring. Then he fashioned one end of the chain to the ring, and the other end he wound around the linchpin in the hole of the crossbar and fastened it. When Star and Bright pulled, they would pull the sled by the chain, and when they stopped, the slid, sled stiff handle would stop the sled. Now, Louis, you get on the sled, Almanzo said. No, I'm the biggest, Pierre said, pushing Louis back. I get first ride. You better not, said Almanzo. When the calves feel the heft, they're liable to run away. Louis, go first, because he's lighter. No, I don't want to. I guess you better, Almanzo told him. No, Louis said. Be you scared, Almanzo asked. Yes, he's scared, Pierre said. I'm not scared, Louis said. Just don't want to. He's scared, Pierre sneered. Yes, he's scared, Almanzo said. Louis said he was not either scared. You are scared, Almanzo and Pierre said. They said he was a fraidy cat, and they said he was a baby, and Pierre told him to go back to his mama. So finally, Louis sat carefully on the sled. Almanzo cracked whip and said, Get up! Star and Bright started and stopped. They tried to turn to see what was behind them, but Almanzo sternly said, Get up again! And this time they started and kept on going. Almanzo walked beside them, cracking his whip and shouting, Gee! And he drove them clear around the barnyard. Pierre left the s ran after the sled and got on too, and still the calves behaved perfectly. So Almanzo opened the barnyard gate. Pierre and Louis quickly got off the sled and Pierre said, They'll run away, Almanzo said. I guess I know how to handle my own calves. He went back to his place beside Star and he cracked his whip and shouted, Get up! And he drove Star and Bright straight out of the safe barnyard into the big, wide, glittering world outside. He shouted, Haw! And he shouted, Gee! And he drove them past the house. He drove them out to the road, and they stopped when he said, Whoa. Pierre and Louis were excited now. They piled onto the sled, but Almanzo made them slide back. They, He was going to ride too. He sat in front, and Pierre held on to him, and P Louis held on to Pierre, and they stuck their legs out, and they held them stiffly up above the snow. Almanzo proudly cracked his whip and shouted, Get up! Up went Star's tail, up went Bright's tail, up went their heels. The sled bounced into the air, and then everything happened all at once. Baa, said Star. Baa, said Bright. And right in Almanzo's face were flying hooves and swishing tails. Close overhead were galloping hindquarters. Whoa, yelled Almanzo. Whoa. Baa, said Bright. Baa, said Star. And it was far swifter than sliding down the hill. 
Trees and snow and calves' hind legs were all mixed up. Every time the sled came down, Amonzo's teeth crashed together. Bright was running faster than Star, and they were going off the road. The sled was turning over. Amonzo yelled, Ha! Ha! And he went headlong deep into the snow. Ha! His mouth was open, full of snow. He spit it out and swallowed and scrambled up. Everything was still. The road was empty, and the calves were gone. The sled was gone. Pierre and Louis were coming up out of the snow. Louis was swearing in French, but Almanzo paid no attention to him. Pierre sputtered and wiped the snow from his face and said, Sacre bleu! I think you say you drive your calves. They not run away, hein? Eh? Far down the road, almost buried deep in the drifts, was a mound of snow over the stone fence. Almanzo saw the calves' red backs. They did not run away, he said to Pierre. They only ran. They be, there they be. He went down to look at them. Their heads and backs were above the snow. The yoke was crooked, and their necks were askew in the bows. Their noses were together, and their eyes were large and wondering. They seemed to be asking each other, What happened? Pierre and Louis helped dig the snow away from them and the sled. Amazo straightened the yoke and the chain, and he stood in front of them and said, Get up! while Pierre and Louis pushed them from behind. The calves climbed into, uh, into the road, and Almanzo headed them towards the barn. They went willingly, and Almanzo walked beside Star, cracking his whip and shouting. Everything he told them to do, they did. Pierre and Louis walked behind, and they would not ride. Almanzo put the calves back into their stalls and gave them a good nubbin of corn. He wiped the yoke carefully and hung it up, and he put the whip on its nail and he wiped the chain and the linchpin and put them back where father had left them. Then he told Pierre and Louis that they could sit behind him, and they slid down the hill on the sled till chore time. That night, father asked him, You have some trouble this afternoon, son? No, said Romanzo. I just found out I have to break star and bright to drive when I ride. So he did that in the barnyard. And that's the story for tonight. Alright, I'm gonna go get on my airplane and I love and miss you guys and hope you sleep really really well and hope you all are healthy and doing well tomorrow. I love you. Good night.